0: Welcome to Soul-Filled Conversations with Farangis Sadagatpour. We live in unprecedented times. We live at a time where science has reached new frontiers and where on a daily basis, faster than I can say one, two, three, new inventions and frontiers are reached. We have reached into the macrocosm, into the galaxies and the other planets Through technology and through inventions, and meanwhile, into the microcosm, into the workings of genetic DNA, of how it can be manipulated, and uh, how into diseases, delving into cures for many diseases that for centuries there has been no cure for. And on the other hand, at the same time and at the same breath, there is an undercurrent. There is an undercurrent of spirituality and awakening, an awakening in consciousness where people are asking the question, who am I? Where am I? What is my purpose? What is my mission? The question of today is where do these two interface or do they? Is there a place where spirituality and science can come together Is there a place where these two can be integrated at a time where we have technology moving so fast, science moving so fast, but at the same time, there is a consciousness and there is an awakening into depth of who we are and what we are, into the depth of our soul. Well, maybe I am more than this. Maybe I am more than my flesh and blood. Maybe there is something more to who I am and something more to humanity. And more than that, maybe we are all being guided and there is the breath of divinity within the entire universe. Where can this be interfaced? And how can this subjectivity of science, of logic, of numbers, of technology, of statistics, where can this be integrated into the uh, subjectivity of soul, of uh, consciousness, of divinity, into questions that really don't have any concrete answers, questions of mission and purpose. How can these two come together? And how can, for example, a person who is sick and is going through a situation, uh, be it uh, a chronic situation, something like cancer, if they choose to go into the healing arts and delve into it through healing the mental, spiritual, emotional aspect of it versus somebody who concretely looks for a cure Can these two be integrated? Is there a space where it can be this and that rather than this or that? And today we are honored, absolutely honored. I'm honored uh, to have with us a person who has delved into both worlds, the world of science and the world of spirituality. He has beautifully been able to integrate it Uh, not only into his life, but into the lives that he has touched, into the lives of so many that he has touched. We are honored to have with us Dr. Jamshid Ellis. Dr. Ellis is in private practice in Beverly Hills, California, since 1982, specializing in urology, and within that, specializing in impotency of male sexual dysfunction and infertility. Dr. Ellis has served as a chairperson and member of several committees at Cedar Sinai Medical Center and other hospitals including the oncology committee, ethics committee, utilization committee, and medical review committee. Internationally, Dr. Ellis has performed surgery and trained surgeons in the Middle East and Europe, and nationally Dr. Ellis is the first surgeon in Los Angeles area to perform procedures involving prosthesis devices. Dr. Ellis, we are honored to have you on today. You have delved into both worlds, a world that seemed worlds apart, if I may say so, and yet you have been able to integrate both of them together. Can you please take us a little bit into the prism of your view of how these worlds can come together and interface.
1: It's absolutely my honor and pleasure to be with you today. And the subject that we're going to talk is one of my favorite subjects that I've discussed you know, with rabbis in different institutions and different places. Okay? And today, for the first time, you know, we go to the mass, not national, actually, I think international situation. And I really appreciate, and I thank you personally to give me the privilege to send a message to the people and just to bring light about the subject of prayers, because this has been something, you know, since day one, you know, when we opened the Torah and the first part before we start on Breshid, which is the first chapter, we hear that Although all the plants and all the vegetables, they were ready in the soil, but they did not grow. And Rashi and other people asked, why? If it's there and everything is ready and everything should be there, why they are not coming out? And they answered and they say, God asked Adam, you pray for rain. And when rain comes in, like today raining here, <laughs> and I'm sure you had it also in Neo. Rain comes in based on his prayer. Mm. So this is the first time that we hear prayer. By the way, I was going to tell you disclosure, because I'm talking about Torah, and I'm talking about this part of the study on Judaism and everything, that I have some knowledge. I'm very, very little on that one, although I've been studying for 25, 30 years. But in this ocean, you know, I'm early stage compared to most of the people. With all respect, to you know, to other faiths, such as Muslims, Christians, Buddhists, Baha'is, and other people. And with their books, such as Quran and New Testament, with all respect, all of them. This is lack of my knowledge that I don't know about that part. Although some of the studies that I find out, you know, because it's related to those faiths, we'll discuss about that. So for the first time that we hear about prayer in Torah is that part. Then the story continues, and we reach to the point that Isaac and Rebekah, they get married. And it says in Torah, Rebekah was not fertile. And at another part, they say they were standing in the room and different side, and they were praying. And again, Rashi asked, if husband and wife, they want to pray, They stand together. So why the Torah says that they were standing in two different corners of the room and Rashi answers, it says each of them were praying for the other one, not Mm -hmm. together going to the source and ask for one thing. Rebecca was asking, please help Isaac to have children. And Isaac was asking Rebecca to have children. This is beautiful. This part we we'll learn so we can pray for other people, not beautiful. just for ourselves. Okay. So, and the story goes on and on and on. And we hear in different parts also. And you know, again, for the prayers and you know, all, when Miriam gets sick, just Moses and you know, all, once her sister got sick, the only smallest prayer, give her her health back. That's it. And that's the smallest prayer in the whole story of the big Torah. And they say, why? why? Why why, should we so say? Moses is the most powerful for connecting with God, talking to God, mouth to mouth. So we can go there and give a lecture. Please help my sisters. And I said, doesn't need that. Wants to tell us even one word. Wish you good luck. That's enough. There is no need to give you a lecture. There is no need not to write a book for somebody's health. As soon as you're walking out of the room, the patient is sick and say, I wish you next time I come here, instead of you lying down, you're standing. Always I tell my patient, I hate to see you in this position. Always I hate, love to see you in this position. And there's you no know, standing in front of me, not just lying in front of me. You know, that, that, that's my sense of humor with them. So, oh, I, I I don't like you know when you lie down. I love when you stand. As means yeah. that you're healthy, you can understand. Okay. So this is small things. So we learn from Torah little things for the prayers and everything. And that was originally honest, in a way, I became more and more interested. Okay. But then I learned something else also about that, which is not just a word that we say and it comes out. You know, the power of word is the strongest, the strongest energy that we have. Okay. And always. I believe in that one because I heard my rabbi also. And it says, when you read Torah again, God is talking to Moshe. For God it was easier to make a copy of all this Torah and everything and just send it to them. It was very easy for him. Okay? Or do something else. Just ask him, you know, I bring it to your mind okay i bring it to your brain i sometimes you know while you're sleeping you know i put everything there or i come as a dream what god wants to tell us okay the power of word is very very important be very very careful about whatever you want to say and again we see in different part also god is watching his mouth when you say something because when god comes to sarah and said, Sarah, you're going to have a, a, a baby next year. And Sarah laughed. And that's the reason Isaac is laughed. When God goes and talks to Abraham, Abraham says, why well, she was laughing? God could say, oh, she laughed because she told me that Abraham is old. is almost 100 years old. How come 100 year old you no can have a baby? And this way demonized. God lied although Sarah said that, came to Abraham and said, Sarah says, you know, at my age, do you think I can have a baby? So for the first time and the only time in the Torah that we see a white lie, God said the lie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Because he would like to keep shalom and peace in the family. So we know the power of word. He would say to Abraham, "No, you are old. And always I tell rabbis, you know, you think, you know, he says, you know, it was for the shalom band. I'm expert in impotency. If you say somebody at that age, you're old, definitely they could not have children anymore because they couldn't have any relationship. Okay. <laughs> so, so I use it in my profession. Why you should never say that. Rabbi says, no, it was set for that. One. So always we argue on that one and we laugh about it let say you tell man, you know, that you're old, you think, you know, he can sleep with his wife, he cannot, it's definitely, God knows better than anybody else, and that's the reason he changed his word, he said, you know, they laughed because he said, eh, oh, I'm old, not you, I am old, okay, so mm-hmm. changing the word, okay, so the power of word is very strong, okay, and God wants to tell us, you know, based on all these factors, when we put them together, God wants to tell us, okay, I gave you the power, which is stronger than anything, anything that you imagine in your life. And you can use that power to talk to me. Okay? okay. So prayers is the way that we talk to God. Now people come and say, okay, we talk to God. When God talked to us, God has already talked to us. How? Through Torah. Torah. Torah is God's message and information to us. We talk back to him through the prayer. So we read Torah and we talk to him. We read Torah and we learn. He says, you know what I need. This is my instruction. And this is what I want to do. Like the parents, you know, they tell their children, okay, this is my instruction. I want you to do this and this and this and that, okay. And children don't you know, come back, you know, later on and we say, okay. I want to come at 8 o'clock. So no, I told you at 7 o'clock. You see, I, it was been written, you no, know, here at 7 o'clock, not 8 o'clock. Okay. So prayers is kind of communication. We have to consider that one, okay? That we communicate with God through that one, okay? And just, we start you know, to talk and we start to tell them, okay, that that's the way we want to do that, okay? Is it correct or not? Some people, you know, in the study, they say, you should not do that. Some of the people, you know, from Christianity and from the churches have said, when you do that, it means, you know, that you're testing God. When you say that I want this, and when it doesn't happen, it means you test God. And God in Torah specifically said, never test me. Never challenge me. Okay. So when I ask that I want the car and I don't get the car, I so, ah, see, he couldn't do it. He was not able to give me a car. I challenged him and he didn't do it. Okay. I have the story of my challenge in operating room and I failed. And I'm going to tell you about that one later on. Okay. So that's another story. Never challenge God. Never, ever challenge God. As a surgeon, I did and I failed. Okay. So one of the message that you get home, never challenge, never say, okay, you said this, but I'm going to do this way. And you see what you can do. He can do anything, okay, at any time, at any moment, okay. So that's. So, very...
0: how are you suggesting that prayers should be formulated? Is is this the prayer that we do from a prayer book, and or the prayer that comes from our heart?
1: The best is the one that comes from our heart. That is the best, okay. You can read that one. Okay, three times a day we do the prayer. We do shahrid we do mincha, we do Arabic. Those are being organized. We can go through that one. But always, all rabbis, they say, at the end, always try to pour your heart out.
0: Right. So if we are prying... Whatever you want. So if we are... I'm just trying to get a picture. If we are pouring our heart out, it's definitely about something that we want. Sure. An outcome that we want. That's right. So we are not supposed to... um, Ask for the outcome. We are what, but what that's
1: are we? right. We, we pray and always believe it and we say, mm-hmm. Do the best for me, whatever is good for me, uh-huh. bring that one out. Okay. I see. It mm-hmm. might not. How many people I'm sure know you're very talented, smart, intelligent, and read about the people that won lottery? And they end up to be bankruptcy, drug addiction, and all of a sudden there are movies and there are stories about that, okay? And retrospectively, when you ask them, they said, I wish I never asked enough for money or something like that. And how many people that we have seen in our life, and I see many of them, unfortunately, that when they became rich, their life has changed. They got divorced, they've got problems with that, they got problems with their children, they got a drug addiction, there are other problems. And when you go back, it was like, do you like, you know, to be 30 years ago, and you know, when you were an employee of the Bank of America? I said, oh, yeah, 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 I wish I was there. Honestly, my life was much better. Okay. So sometimes the result is not whatever we cannot challenge means we cannot ask for the result. We cannot ask for certain time. OK, mm-hmm. maybe timing, you know, is not good for us now, maybe later when the answer is no, maybe is no for now. Maybe good for later. Maybe it's not, you are not ready. You should be ready to receive. Always know the most important thing, you know, is to be ready to receive something. Okay. Moses received all the messages, everything from God when he was 80 years old. Mm -hmm. And they said, why? He was 40 years young. He could go up and down here and there and do all this thing. Why he didn't come? He was not ready. He was not ready. Abraham went through all these things when he was 60, 70, 80. I don't know how many were, but they were, none of them were young. Okay. Why? Because they you know they could not get it. Okay. When you talk to young people and I'm sure you know to talk about 15, 16, 17 years and tell them, okay, prayers work. And this is the way it worked, and what's going on. Okay. So the uh, most of them, they said, mm, I'm not sure about that. You know, I'll, I'll do it, but, but I'm not sure you know, how does it work. Okay. Another challenge also on prayer, you know, that always being questioned is when people are not there. Let's say, you know, patient is not, there's a patient in New York and I'm here and I'm praying. And I say, okay, how come you pray here? And the patient is in New York. You're not there in the room. You're not with the patient. Patient doesn't hear that. He doesn't know. She doesn't know that you're praying. How many people are praying? How do we get that one? Okay. So that was another big, big question also, between the scientists and the people on the other end, okay? They said, if I don't hear that, wish me good luck. If I don't hear that I get healthy, so well, how, how,
0: how does it work? Okay. Right, how and does that, it work? How does how it does does work? It, yes. It does, it, it does
1: work, yeah, that, that's very important. How, how, but
0: how does it work? Okay, how I'm
1: telling it. you right now, how does it work? Okay. We go through that study so the physician, Dr. Langley, back in Texas, he faced up with this question also years ago. And he said, you know, people were asking me because he was, like me, one of the believers in prayer. And the people came to him and said, okay, your patients here, you say, you know, that they do prayers and everything, okay? But how does it work? It doesn't work, you know, because they don't know. Nobody knows. Patient doesn't know. Family doesn't know. How does it work? And so okay, I do I ran a study. This is the first study that was run in this one, which is very inter- interesting. So patients were coming to ICU for a certain period of time, okay? There were, I think, 40 or 50 patients. He divided the patient to different groups, almost the same age, between 65 to 70, almost the same kind of diseases, you know, diabetic in one group, some diabetic. you five diabetic here, five diabetic, five heart problem, five heart problems. Put them there, that's it. He gets the name of one group, okay, just the name, and goes to different institutions, church, synagogue and everywhere, and just tell them, okay, I have these names, okay, and just, I want you every day when you pray, pray for these people, okay, nurses don't know, patients don't know, family don't know, nobody knows, nobody knows about this situation, okay, after a few months, the result of all these patients, and you know, some of them you know no discharge, some of them get infections, some of them have problem and everything, and they go out, okay, after six months, he gathered all this information, sent it to another institution in another state, and I said, I have these statistics between this group of 25 patients and this group of 25 patients. And he doesn't say what happened. Just tell him, I want you to tell me what is the difference between these two people? What happened? You know, why is there any difference between this group and that group? Significantly, they send the result back, and I said, do you know what? Four patients, four patients on none, this group A, okay, died. Group B, nobody died.
0: Wow.
1: Ten patients in this group, they got infection, they got intubated, they had problem. In this group, we had four patients. Three patients in this one, while they were in the ICU, they had another heart attack. No patient on the other one heart attack. So the result came out and he wrote a book about that. You know, so my God, you know, so this is significantly. Patient didn't know that. Nurses didn't know. Family didn't know. The doctor also, you know, was not aware who is doing that. and you know, what they were doing or nobody. And those people who were praying, they didn't know that. So that brought another dimension on the prayer. Prayer doesn't mean to be direct. Prayer doesn't mean to be known to the people. I should know. Uh, and it goes to another one that this is another energy. So exactly the way that it works, like your phone, like the Zoom. Okay. You call me. Your phone does not connect to my phone directly. Your phone goes to satellite. Satellite find my phone and then we connect. Right. So exactly. That's the way when you read and when you study, when you go through these things, you f- you find out okay that's the reason when i call and i say and not okay for mr jones okay mm-hmm. it goes there and it comes to mr jones okay and if oh. i dial wrong number it doesn't come to you if you, one number is wrong you know so instead of my number six 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 you know, we call six six seven it doesn't right. come to me okay right. that's the reason you have to be out of your heart you have to be sincere and you have to tell them okay i want to help that one okay and that comes in another institution also which is very very famous in iran at the present time and they expanded out of iran with the story of farad Armani, out of uh, reach for treatment okay there is another group of people there is another classes you know, which is very famous here in los angeles you know and it's very famous in iran okay and they call it farad Armani. it means you know out and beyond outreach of healing And Mm -hmm. their statistic, uh, their their information also is exactly the same thing, you know, they say, okay, whenever you say something, it's like, you know, you think about somebody, you think about your friend from high school, and suddenly, you know, you hear, you know, that somebody says, oh, by the way, I saw so and so, and she was asking about you, okay. How does it work, okay? Or you most of the time when I think at night about that patient, oh, I saw that patient six months ago and I told him to come back and he didn't show up. Next day I get to the office and say, Dr. Ellis, you know, this patient has an appointment tomorrow. So what? What? I was thinking about him, okay? So it shows that our brain, our wave, our energy, because remember, our body based on quantum physics, we are energy, okay? we are not body, we are not skin, we are not hair, we are not this and that, I don't know whether it's the bone or whatever it is, you know, we are, we are part of energy, you know, if it goes condensed more and more and more and more, it become to an energy and that energy can be transferred, energy can you go here and there, you know, you can pass energy, you can have a positive energy, you can have a negative energy, you can pass that energy, you can get energy, sometimes you go to a party and you feel very uncomfortable, you know, surrounding some people, why? Because, you know, they have a bad energy, negative energy. You don't want to be that. Sometimes you talk to some people, you know, without knowing them. And you start to talk on and on and on and on because, you know, you get the same energy. You get the positive energy. So it's very, 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 very common, you know, that when we talk about the energy and prayers is part of energy that we go out, we send it there, we ask for it, and we say, okay, that's what we wish to do. That. Now, the question comes in. Why should it work? Where do we know? How do we know that prayers work? Who told us that prayers work? It's okay. mm-hmm. not in Torah. Sometimes the stories and I told you about the Torah that it works, okay. It says rain and it came rain, it's a prayer. And Rebecca became pregnant and this and that, and all these stories and everything. How do we know that prayers work? Okay, where do we see that prayers work? Is there any document or anywhere that prayers work? Yes, we see again. We we'll go back, you know, to the Torah and other studies. We know that on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, on high holidays, okay, we always, we know as a Jew, and not just for us as a Jew, I think for the whole people, that we get judgment. And based on that judgment, you know, we come, you know, with certain kind of, Plan for the future, you know, that God says, okay, for this year, I'm going to tell this and that and everything. So, they're going to be some kind of agenda or some kind of program for us for the next year that you're going to do this one, you're going to do that one, you're going to be here, you're going to, who's going to be here, who's going to be wealthy, who's not going to be wealthy. We read that one in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur 10 times, you know, that all these things. Then at the end, after reading all these things, who are going to be poor, who going to be wealthy, who going to be here, who are not going to be here. At the end, we read three things. But, it says but, Teshova, Tefillah, and Sadaqah can decree and change that judgment. Although there is a judgment for somebody, although there is a judgment for that person to be sick, although there is a judgment for that Person, you know, to be unemployed, but charity. Teshuvah is coming back. Teshuvah doesn't mean anything else. It means coming back to God. Some people, you know, they leave God, and they go. God wants them to come back. That's teshuvah. That's what. That's what teshuvah doesn't mean you know, confess and uh, like some religion. You know, they go to the church and they close the door and talk and talk to the priest and say, "Oh, I did this sin," and this. In Judaism is not that. In Judaism means coming back. If you're going a wrong way, God wants to come back. If you go south on this 405, I want you to come back. Don't go south. Come north. Come to me. Okay, Teshuvah means that one. And then Tefila, prayer. So with three things, God instructs us, we can change our we can change our future or whatever has been judgment for us. Okay. Some people, you hear that something bad happens. They say, okay, just give a little bit of sadaqah. Or before they do that, they give a sadaqah. In the religious community, super orthodox community, when somebody wants to travel, they give him some money. And they tell him, when you come back, put that one in sadaqah box. Why? Because they say, for that money, to go to somebody, God will help this guy to come back safely. <laughs> That's very interesting. That is one of the most interesting channels. okay? So we know from here, tefillah, prayers should work also. So we read somewhere, you know that there is a prayers in the Torah. God has been written that one in the instruction. Now we see that it specifically says, even you can change My mind, God specifically says, you know, although I said that this should happen, but you can change my mind by whatever you do. Not anything you do. These are the three things that I am telling you to do. Just you do it. Any of them, all of them, anything that you can, okay? And then I will change it. You help somebody, you have to go down unemployment. I help you, you know to get your job back. Okay, so that 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 is the whole situation. Okay, based on all these factors, based on whatever we were talking and everything. Okay, these things came to the medicine, and suddenly you know, in medical community within the past twenty years, also they start to do that. Okay? NIH, which is the highest body of the healthcare in this country. Mm-hmm and you know, Dr. Fauci, you know, it's a division of allergy and everything. <laughs> I shouldn't mention that, okay. They have a study of prayers on patients with AIDS. Wow. They put a fund with all this budget and everything. They have a fund. They put the budget on the side and they said, okay, we would like to do prayers and some of the people with AIDS and some of the people, uh, again, you know, with both of them with AIDS group, okay. And see which one gets better. So even they do believe in prayers also. There was a study was done years ago in South Korea on the infertile patients, okay? I think, you know, there were a number of uh, 219 infertile couples. Mm-hmm. They got their name, they got their information and everything, and they send it to out-of-country. I think, you know, they send it, I read here, in Canada, Australia, and USA. Oh, wow. Uh... Even they didn't do it in their own country. Oh, wow. send it out that is one of the most fascinating and of course most challenging you know for the physician and still they challenge that and for the validity and everything in that study half of them 50% of them after a year they became pregnant wow and they were infertile for many many years That study brought another group of people also, so from Mayo Clinic and also from New York Columbia University, there were a group of people, you know, that they were going for angioplasty. And that's okay, let's pray for some of them, not pray for the other one and see what happens. The rate of complication on patients with prayers were less. How does it happen? Honestly, you know, we think, you know, that the energy and asking has something to do with that, okay? Nobody can say exactly, you know, how does it work and what's the situation. Even you ask, you know, all the people in the religious community, well, because they do believe in prayer and it's okay. We talk to God and God answer, no answer, okay? We think, you know, is I think personally, based on all the studies and everything, is the, is the, is the energy that we send to something. Mm-hmm. A message that we send to somebody at, at the end of this uh, conversation, I have a very, very interesting story, you know just to tell you about this point also, but I do believe personally, and that 's the reason I talk to with so much passion about that, okay because I do believe because it happened it happened to me years ago about almost twenty years ago, I was going to operating room to do a surgery on a patient with kidney stone. At that time, uh, there was no shockwave and there was no laser. There was nothing like that. So we used to open the patients, cut the patient and take the stone out. And uh, I had one of my assistants to know. I call him Said, Okay. Just the first name. And uh, on the way going to operating room, I saw the brother of the patient, who's one of the religious leaders in the community, well-known, very respectful, very, very religious. He was sitting in the waiting room, and he was reading daily. I went there, I greeted him, said, hello, how are you, good morning. Said, oh, Dr. Ellis, thank you very much for helping my boy. Oh, my pleasure, I'm uh, not... Uh, I know that he had this suffering you know, from this stone for a long time. So it's about time you know, to do that. He said, yes, I know he's in good hands. I so, no, it's not in my hand. It's in God's hand, you know, so I'm this and that. So he said that. And uh, he said, by the way, I'm seeing, um, uh, reading Taylor And said, so, okay, that's great. This is going to help us a lot. I love that. Okay. I wish all my patients and their family were doing the same thing that you're doing, you know. So I really appreciate him. And I came uh, to the room to change. Sayed came back and said, I'm really surprised at you. He said, what? He said, you have done this procedure more than a thousand times. I know you are the chief of the stone center at Cedar sinai And now you tell this gentleman that his Tehelim will help you to do your surgery in operating room. I <laughs> said, so I do believe that. I know you're going to help us in operating room. I said, no, we go there. You open it. You have done it you know, at least 100 times with me. I've been your assistant. You open it. We open the kidney. The stone is there. We take it out. We're going to close it. And we put it the drain. And we're going to come back. 20, 30 minutes, come back. I told my wife, we're going to have lunch. Okay? But we don't know. Always prayers help. You know, always I have seen in my life myself a byproduct of the prayer also that's another story also Phil will tell you in another time okay <laughs> I would love that's, to hear that that's a long story that's right that's a long story mm-hmm. so we came to operating room okay everything is prepared everything is done okay so we prepared the patient I made a cut we went there we find the kidney and I opened the kidney and there is in the kidney you know there is a big part to you know that there is a kidney and there is a small pouch and then there is a ureter comes out there are three parts okay with each other you cannot open the kidney because it's kind of you know the muscular part you know the the tissue part okay so you open that small pouch which is there okay and you go from that pouch and actually the stone was in that pouch also okay so it was very easy so based on the picture he was right it was very easy i opened the pouch you know as soon as you know i opened it the pressure dropped all the stones from the pouch in the ureter so uh, uh, suddenly uh, 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 I, I, I was amazed. I said, what, what, what? I said, you open this one and suddenly, you know, the pressure moved the stone down now. Now the stone is in the ureter. It's like, you know, you send something inside the well. It's but- <laughs> a being on the top. It's on the well. My oh, God, right. you know. I said, say, cancel your lunch. we are going to be here at least for the next couple of hours. Oh, I told you God. that we need prayer. You <gasps> don't see what happened. Now we have to dig in. We have to send something down. We have to get that one up, bring all these stones one by one up, and then we have to do it. And I was thinking about that. So what should we do now? Now the stone is down. It takes a long time enough to do that. I said, say, give me a few minutes, And so let me see. And I closed my eyes, and I for a second, I said, okay, please help me. And for a second, I remember when I was in residency, one day my chairman and chief of urology told me that in case the stone gets there, you can put a negative pressure, try the negative pressure. We never done it. So I got one of these 20 cc ranges. I asked the nurse to fill it up with water. I put the water on the side. And I spurred the water all the way through the ureter. And in a matter of a second, all the stones came all the way up, grabbed them, gave wow. it to the nurse, cleaned <laughs> it, and I closed it. I told him, Say it. I told you, that Tehelim outside, by that gentleman outside, helped us. Wow. I didn't know anything. I had no idea what's going on. I didn't know that the stone was going to drop. You didn't know, right. so that's the reason you arranged lunch for your wife, okay? Right. I didn't know that, okay? So we need always, always, always prayers to be with us. Whatever we do, wherever we go, and whatever we say, okay? So that's the most important thing. And I have many stories like this. I have a personal stories and you know, going to operating room with a complication problem. I asked God to come with me. You know, So I, I, it, 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 all of them, I'm writing all of them so far. 12 of them has been written and you know, we're going to have another six of them going to write. That. You are That's
0: writing a book about this. That's right. Uh.
1: This is This is one of the stories. This is one of the stories of the prayers, okay, that I'm going to Of write. how
0: prayer has entered into the surgery room.
1: Exactly. Faith and trust. Okay, so I put that one also. So I do go to operating room, not as a surgeon, mm-hmm. as an assistant surgeon. Wow. I am guided by somebody else. He tells me what to do, and I do that, okay? He wants me what to do, and I do that, okay? And if I deviate from that one, okay? He is not going to be happy, and I did that, and I did that as a child. I did that. Okay, that's another story. Also, I don't know how long we have, but I can tell you another we story. We have all
0: the time in the world. Uh, oh, thank doctor. you very much.
1: Thank you. That's another story. <laughs> you, that's another story also, good. which is very important. Okay, never in operating room when anesthesiologists ask me when do you finish, because when you start the surgery. Always anesthesiology at some point when you know when you finish. So we wake up the patient. Okay, early start to go down. It's like right. plane. It goes up, it stays up, and at some point, you know, the pilot tells you, okay, we are prepared, landing. Land. They want to do the same. Always when they ask me in the past 40, 50 years of my 40 years of my practice, 50 years of my surgery and everything, okay, always I tell them, I don't know. When he let me know, I let you know. Wow. That, that's my answer. And they know that. okay. And always they know. So that is. Uh, somebody tell you and say, yes. Yeah, somebody tell me. And okay? so <laughs> wow, that's, that's
0: incredible. So God
1: brought us here. And, and always I remember that one also based on the fact that in Torah also, when the Israelites you know, were in the desert, you know, they were coming out, they were moving by the cloud. When the cloud was moving, they were moving. When the cloud was stopped and so on. okay, so they follow with the cloud. Okay, so always I remember that one in my mind. Okay. I follow the cloud, I don't do it. <laughs> so you're ago, very
0: gifted to see how where that, the cloud is moving. That's, that's a right, gift. That's, right. that's a gift in itself. That,
1: it. So one day in operating room, I was cedar sign I was doing the surgery. And this surgery, and I've done you know honestly, I've done thousands of this surgery. Okay, something related to. Patients with infertility and impotency, and it was together. And I didn't have an assistant. Also, I didn't need assistant. So I was doing the surgery, and surgery went very well. You know, in about almost forty-five minutes, we were almost there. And I, I was thinking about the parasha, and I was thinking about what's going on. Always, and I listen to music, and nobody talks in my operating room. I listen to music, and I th- I, I think about different things, and I do I do my job. Okay. At some point, you know, and again answers. Doctor, what time we finish? And I said, like, I'll let you know when he let me know. And then when I was closing, I reached to the point that maybe one eighth of inch is left that I have to close. I have my needle. I'm moving my needle very gently to the skin. And with three more move, I'm done. The skin is closed. And as soon as the skin is closed, you wash, clean, tape, everything to come out. So it doesn't take that much, you know, maybe take 10 minutes, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, something like that. For some kind of unusual feeling, for some kind of unusual childish uh, feeling, it came to my mind that maybe at this point in time, I, I can challenge. I can answer the anesthesiologist at least for one time. What can happen? Nothing can happen. I can challenge God. I can tell him. You no, know, your picture was frozen. You, you hear me?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, I'm okay. Oh, okay. Intently listening oh, okay. Oh, to Oh my you. God! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not frozen. I'm just intently.
1: It was so interesting. So at some point, point you know, I said, "What can happen?" in Two more move. I have a needle holder. I have the needle. I can go in, come out, go in, come out, and done. Nothing could happen. Nothing has happened. Never has happened in thousands of surgeries. No. Wow. What can happen? So I said, I went back to Anderson. and said, we're gonna finish in three minutes. As soon as I put the first needle. I tried to grab the needle to put the second one. Suddenly, the needle came out of the suture and flew out of the room. No. I swear. Needle is gone. The suture is there. I'm there, frozen. Want to laugh. Meanwhile, want to cry. And I said, the only thing I said, I said, I'm sorry. I am sorry. Wow. Why? Because when we cannot find the needle, I got another needle and I closed it. That was not the story. The point is, at hospital, they cannot let the patient wake up until you have everything that they gave you. So they want that needle. Right. Where is the needle in the big room? So they look at me, that shake this, nurse, everything here and there. They said, okay, we're going to bring x-ray. So it's not inside, it's outside. He it said, the protocol is to get the x-ray. So they got x-ray. Nothing was there. We look around. The manager came and said, what happened? I said, oh, Dr. Ellis, no needle, we flew out of the, there. So they went there and they brought a magnet. 20 minutes later, they find with the magnet in the corner of the room, there was a small needle. Wow,
0: wow.
1: So I learned my, when I told you at the beginning, don't challenge, and I told you I have the story about that. This is the story of my life, okay? This is my personal story. why why does it happen you know because I do believe that of course you know some people don't believe it and they say okay I've done many times I challenged that's why you do that I I never ever do that in my life for the rest of my life I'm not going to do that because you know always from now on the anesthesiologist everybody knows I never ever tell them what time we finish and that's the reason you know if you ask anybody you know are you coming there for tonight for dinner I said that's right Hashem right with God's right. wish. Right. The word of Bezrat Hashem, it came from here. You don't say because you don't know. You don't Right. Know. You just you don't, don't want know. to come. You know, your car is not working. Something happened or something. Right. Like so right. the word of Bezrat Hashem, you know, is something, you know, comes out of mind? Right. Khodam, right. God, God, wants, God willing. That's right. right. That's God it. Willing. So that's it. willing. So that, that's, that, see, um, sometimes, you know, you learn by, mistakes sometimes you know we learn by the other way you know that that's the way i learned i learned this one you know based on this factor and based on this thing. so i know the challenge should not be there i know the prayers work based on whatever i saw that okay and another thing also that i would like to send a message you know and i would like you know your listener you know, to be very very careful remember whatever we are talking about constantly is about the positive. We say we pray for somebody to heal, and he will heal. Right. Pray for somebody, you know, to get job, and it will get job. Remember, the negative also, unfortunately, it works. If you say something bad, if you curse somebody, if you say something, you know, negative about somebody, also, unfortunately, the same energy can go there. Don't think that you're kidding. Don't say, you know, that oh, I said, you know, this I, I lose. Uh, uh, this and that, okay uh, uh, I was talking to one of my friends always you know when they were kidding with their, each other when they were passing and sometimes the road, and uh, the guy says, "Okay, this is my building, and it was actually this building, and he was kidding, you know they were honestly kidding, and one day he said, "No, I hope this building gets burned so n- not not ju- just for the fun of that, you know he was doing that. And one of those buildings, you know. Later on, when I asked him, John, what happened? I said Jamshid, Do you know that in one day I told him the building will get burned. Got burned, and I don't know what did it happen. I said because constantly we're telling you, no know, burning, burning. You know, you brought that one also, so you should not say that. Okay, we talk when we talk about prayers. Everybody think about positive. They think about the healing. They think about the good thing, goodwill, and everything. Remember, the power of your word is power doesn't make any difference, okay? I have the knife and I do the surgery, okay? Some people, they have the knife and they kill people. Right. Both of us have knife. Yes. I have a knife, okay? And somebody, you know, in another area also has a knife, okay? Yes. So we can do the same thing with the same knife, okay? I heal people. And they kill people okay so both of them you know is there so this is exactly the knife that you have in your hand know, that's the reason i want to be very very careful because sometimes unfortunately friends family parents and everybody you know they say something you know and they say they they think you know it doesn't have that kind of power it doesn't have that kind of energy okay it does It does. It's the power of the word, okay? And then, maybe at some point, we're going to talk about the law of attraction. I don't want to bring it here. And that one also is part of this, you know, because it is part of the way that you attract, and you bring it it forward. The more powerful, the more sincere. And that's the way you pray. Sometimes people say, how should I pray? You should pray on deep concentration. You should believe in it. The second millisecond you doubt it Mm brings when you think about that person that is sick you should see and imagine that person is out of the bed is walking out of the hospital getting to the car the car is suv the car has a music on okay they go out to the home and you see and imagine all of them, okay? And you bring it live. You must bring everything to life with your mind and with your imagination through the prayer. So when you pray, it's not just prayer. So, oh, give him this one healthy, and I wish you know, no, no, chick chick, this doesn't work, okay? It's not like a bird, it's not like tweet tweet, 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 it doesn't work, okay, you have to be there, you have to spend time, you have to be deep, deep, deep inside, okay, you have to connect to the highest source, okay, to go there, exactly the same thing I told you, you know, when you dial the number, you know, one number here and there, you cannot get there, one number, and now when you dial international, there are more than 16 numbers, can you imagine, you know, you want to call iran or israel okay instead of 917 you know put 916 on all the number nothing happens maybe somebody in saudi arabia answer so you don't know because just one number out of 18 number you changed it correct that's it okay so that is very very important okay attention focus put your mind be positive believe in it believe as soon as you doubt oh maybe maybe you know doesn't get better the way that is going on everybody is unhappy everybody says no there's no hope the doctor said no hope. doctor doesn't know anything i don't know anything okay that brings me to another story which i think you know going to be our last story and then we're going to come back you know later on for yes another.
0: i think we need many conversations, <laughs> many conversations. this okay. is this yeah. is not okay. over in one no no that's right this <laughs> is you my last given story us and i so say, much you have given us My so pleasure. much to this really is, take away is, with
1: I, us. This is the last story that I'm telling you. And this is something, you know, that I think, and it's going to help all of us, you know, just to remember. Uh, one of our relatives, you know, years ago was in the hospital. Okay? She's, I call her Mrs. Rose.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't want
1: to mention her name. Mrs. Rose. Very nice lady. Fantastic. Husband died almost 20 years ago. She raised her children and a uh, single mom. And uh, she had diabetes, heart problem. And at some point, you know, she, her blood sugar, I think, you know, was high. Or, and something happened, you know, to her heart, you know, and uh, was in the hospital. She went to coma. She was in coma.
0: Oh, wow.
1: She was in coma for a month. And uh, they did everything. Unfortunately, didn't come back. But family, children, everybody, every day, grandchildren, daughters, daughter-in-law, everybody, every day was going there, talked to her. Mama and Rose, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I love you. We want you to get well. And we're talking to her. A month goes by, six weeks goes by. The hospital came to them and said, okay, do you know what? I don't think, you know, she can come back. She's old. She has diabetes. She has a heart attack. You know, she's in coma, you know, and we don't think she can come back. And they talked to me, okay, and I uh, had a few cases like that, and I said, you cannot do anything, okay? They said, okay, let's stop, no fluid, let's stop, you know, stop doing treatment and everything. And I said, no, you cannot do that. There's oh, no wow. way you can stop. It's like killing, okay? If she dies, dies, but you cannot stop, you know, just giving her. Continue. Let's go. So against hospital wish, against the other physicians, I was with the family and I told the family, okay, we should not do that. Okay, we are not supposed, according to Halakha, religious uh, Jewish law, we are not allowed to do that. And we have to just stay there as long as possible. But family were coming there every day. Every time I was in the hospital, I was stopping by to see how she's doing and everything. And it's the family, grandchildren, and say, Hi, Mama Rose, how are you? We love you. We want you to come back. We want to do all these things. In the- Sometimes and I said she doesn't hear and she's in coma and she's been two months in coma. She's like a vegetable and you know, who hears and you know, or something like that? There's no way on that. Two months and one week passed by. She starts to move a little bit. Week after that, she starts to move her eyes you know, and move a little bit. Month passed by. She opened her eyes. And she starts to move and she starts to understand what's going on. Wow. Six weeks passed by. She was sitting in the bed.
0: Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Miracle. I, I went there and I said, hi, how are you? Do you recognize that, Dr. S, Of course I recognize you. Oh, my God. Wow. I she, she had a good memory. And I said, can I ask you something very, very private? Because I do believe a near death experience. And I want to ask you a question. All these people nowhere around, did you hear anything? Did anybody say anything? So, yes, I hear all of them, you know. <gasps> people were coming here, that been coming here. They said, Mama, love you. I said, Why didn't I answer? I said, I couldn't answer. I could not answer. See what? So, I could not. I said, Can I ask you a crazy question? I said, What? Anybody, your mother, your father, anybody came to talk to you from near that experience? I said, yes, yes. This, again, I call it Saeed, <laughs> came to me, her husband, came to me and said, Rose, it's your time. We have to go there. And I said, "Said, go. I have yeah. work to do. Oh, my God. I have work to do. Okay. i have witness on that one you know because you know one of my cousins you know is their uh, family very close family and she know she was there also and uh, i said why told habib go and i come I said i have some business to do i have not finished my mission i must come back so what's your mission so you know my granddaughter she's 35 she's not married i have to be here until she gets married
0: Oh my god. That's
1: my mission. Really? I said, yes, that's the reason I was angry with my husband. I said, Go away. I'm not gonna come with you. And I came back.
0: Oh my god.
1: She got engaged in six months later. She got married year later. She got pregnant year after. Six months after baby was born. She
0: died.
1: <gasps> she died peacefully at home. No problem. No no coma, nothing at all. This oh time she's gone. Oh my God. When I told the Rabbi about that, you know, I said, oh my God, and I cannot believe it, but I know her. I said, yes, you know her. Okay. And that's the story of her life. Okay. Because there was a tail. One day, you know, Rabbi asked me to bring a tail in. I brought a the tail and her name was there in the back wow. of the And I said, you see that? that? That's the story of Mrs. Rose. Okay.
0: Wow. Mrs.
1: Rose. So, we are here for a mission. We are here for a reason. If you come back, you know, there is a reason that we come back. If you don't come back, also know there's a reason for that. I told you a story when we were talking privately before that, okay? So we're going to come back about that one also later on, maybe. So it, everything, there is a reason, okay? This is the most organized system designed by God. It looks unorganized. It looks unrelated. I'm talking to you. There is a reason for it. You're going to find out later on. Okay. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to call you and say, oh, I heard that, you know, and I started to pray and she got this one and that one. And you no, know, my daughter get married. This one get married. This one happened. That one get married. This one went to the hospital. I did that. and that. So I'm sure many, many, many stories are going to come out of this, you know, in the future about that. one. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you know, bad things about that. I stopped to say that. Okay. I'm not going to do that anymore. Okay. So these are the things you know that happen and people always they say what that is why happened in your life it doesn't happen in my life it happened in everybody's life you know i'm the only one who observe." right okay you could call and i say no i cannot talk to you i'm busy i have this and that okay you could call with pleasure and honor i said i love to talk to you okay so opportunity comes in you grab it okay this yes. kind of situation, okay, might come in, and this kind of situation, you know, is something, you know, that you would like, you know, just to, just to be there, okay? So it happens to everybody. I'm sure it happens. Everybody has this kind of story. Everybody can write a book. Everybody can come, you know, with better stories than mine. If you observe, if you watch, if you don't see anything as natural and incidental.
0: Everything, there is divine providence in Everything. everything
1: everything i have to tell you the story of my keeper later on then, <laughs> even, i lost my keeper and that was the biggest story of my life okay? wow that comes in the book also Nazanin knows if you ask her I'll wow sure. well, wow she's editing the, the wow. Okay? Wow. So even even when there is a wind your keeper goes away there's a story there's, there's a story, a story. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. nothing, nothing, nothing is uh, incidental. So Dr. Ellis, <laughs> um,
0: with everything that I'm hearing uh, in the past few minutes, on it's really been, for me, it's been only like a couple of minutes. For uh, me too. We need so much, so much more time to be together. Sure. Sure. Uh, but what I take away with it is that our words matter. That we are in constant communication with right. uh, God, with the divine. Right. That divine works uh, His way through uh, in so many different ways and manners that is unknown to us. We might want a certain uh, outcome at a certain time, but it only in divine timing and in divine outcome. And He knows best. He Nothing. knows. He knows best. We can put our energy we can put our effort as we should as he wants to he desires our prayers as you said with rebecca and with uh, isaac that they prayed for each other and for the baby uh he desires our prayers he desires our closeness to him he desires our communication and at the same time with everything we do no matter how much we think we are in control We have to bring bring the divine in as you so beautifully described in your uh, story of your at the end of the surgery and you're thinking, this is it. What can go wrong? And that's it. The needle flew off. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That's That's an incredible story that, um, we bring divinity into every aspect of our life. Even we think we've done this a thousand times what can go wrong or i'm an expert in this that no we are really uh we are we are not the experts that god is the expert and we are just his hands and his mouth and his feet doing divine work here um i really want to thank you for being here and taking us through the prism of your life uh, in the surgery room, uh, I, I would like us to come back another time and discuss how you relate to your patients and how uh, the what kind of prescription you give them when they come with impotency and, you know, the things that are so difficult to deal with because it's a future and future generations. uh, How how do you bring that about and how, what is the prescription uh, of faith and of trust and what you tell, how you uh, work your way through that? I would love to have us another conversation about that. Sure. Uh, do you, would you like to say uh, a last sentence before we convene
1: my pleasure first of all it's my pleasure you not know, to be with you talking to you and it was an honor you not know, just to have uh, somebody you not know, to understand so well you know what we we're talking about okay the last thing is that remember everybody should remember that we are always constantly we're under supervision okay Mm -hmm. like a candid camera okay that said (laughs) no don't laugh you're on candid camera okay always you know somebody is supervising us somebody is watching us okay and whatever he does is the best for us okay we we should understand that Okay, people they try to make their own agenda they try to make their own schedule they try you know to do whatever they think you know but I'm sure in everybody's life who listened to that one, there have been situations that you came with some idea about something. And when you let it go and you left it to God, he did the way that you were not even in your wildest imagination, come up with that idea. Right. And that happened. Okay. So that's what you have to believe. That's what you have to go with, not just, Simple faith, you have to go with trust. There are two words, you know, in Hebrew about faith and trust, okay? We don't have it in other language, okay? In Hebrew, we have faith, which is emunah, means iman, means believe. okay? And we have trust, okay? Trust is, a, some people like faith, it's the, almost the same. But in Hebrew, there is a bitachon, bittergon is something you know that you show you show the action of your faith mm-hmm. means that if you believe if you believe in prayers okay so you do it in action just you don't say i believe it you in action also you do the same thing you talk directly you think you know that god is standing in front of you you stand very nicely with respect and you talk mm-hmm. So that's bitachon. That means the action of faith is bitachon. So when you do action, okay, many people say, oh, I do believe in God. I have this one. Okay, so you do believe in God. Okay. Do you do not challenge, but it's still your challenge. So if you challenge, you know, so you don't action.
0: Bring your faith into the everyday action.
1: Exactly. Exactly. These two should be together. Okay. And Hopefully at some point when I have the honor to talk I to you. I would love to have back you back. back. We go I through w- law of attraction. We go through other things, you know. Hopefully, you know, we can bring more we and more have, light. Um, to, and I learn more also, you know, from uh, talking, you know, with the people and understand, you know, more and more about the subjects.
0: Really honored to have you here you. on uh, Soul Conversations. Thank you. We Thank go away you. with faith, with trust, with communication with uh, God, knowing, knowing uh, in full perfection that uh, God will deliver uh, in his timing with his divine mind uh, and in his divine perfection. Thank you so much for being here. We have been honored uh, by your presence. I would like to thank the Soul Filled uh, Conversations community please uh, let us know what you think uh, your feedback on it at soulfield at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you as I have on the other podcast and that's uh, for another time. My love to all. Thank you so much, doctor, for being here. Yeah. This has been soulfield conversations. Mm-hmm.